everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Attendance Bias. I am your host, Brian Weinstein. Today, I am speaking with Luke Legraff, an actor and fan, about The Lizards from July 25th, 2018, at the Bill Graham Civic Auditorium. When I was first speaking with Luke and asked him why he chose The Lizards from this show, it wasn't fully understandable as we went back and forth what the story was. He said that he'd rather just tell me the story when we start recording, and I'm glad that he did because people usually pick really good jams for this show for attendance bias, but it's not always the most meaningful story in the world to them. It's just a good discussion, and there's nothing wrong with that. But today's story with Luke really was meaningful, it was emotional, and he sure did have a lot to say. So I'm going to cut out here and just let the interview play. So please enjoy Lizards from July 25th, 2018 at the Bill Graham Civic Auditorium with Luke Legraff. Luke Legraff, thanks for being on Attendance Bias. How are you? I'm good, Brian. Thanks for having me today. I really appreciate it. Of course. I'm really excited to talk about today's jam or today's song that you picked, which is Lizards from July 25th, 2018 at the Bill Graham Civic Auditorium or really the BGCA in San Francisco. It's one of my favorite venues that I've ever been to. And I'm just as excited to talk about the venue as I am about the song. But there's also a very meaningful backstory you told me earlier, because that's the point of this podcast for fans to tell about something meaningful to them. Before we get to the jam, though, before we get to 2018 or anything like that, you are coming from North Chattanooga, Tennessee. Is that right? That's correct. <laughs> yeah. Uh, born and raised here. Spent 30 years here. But I moved to Los Angeles in 2010 and spent nine years there and then moved back to Chattanooga in 2019. Luckily, uh, it's a lot better here during the uh, <laughs> quarantine year than it would have been if I had stayed in L.A. You have a background as an actor, and is that the reason you were out in L.A.? It is one of the reasons, yes. Okay. It, was one of, it was one of the reasons, yeah. And so what can some listeners, where may they have seen your face? Uh, they saw my face, but not my hair in American <laughs> Horror Story. I got scalped by Lady Gaga. Oh, <laughs> and what season was that? Uh, season six. The first At the end of the first episode, she, uh, I come crawling out of the woods and, you know, my head is, uh, just bloody mess. Uh, <laughs> and then I crawl after Sarah Paulson's character and she screams and then it, you know, it cuts. And then the second episode starts and there's Lady Gaga holding my, you know, hair, hair. <laughs> That's really funny. You could say you've been held by Lady Gaga. Well, it, we weren't in the shot together, but before we did the scene, they introduced us because she is such a megastar that, you mm -hmm. know, they had me. It was my first big role and it wasn't even a big role. I was on screen for probably maybe eight to 10 seconds. But they're like, this is, um, you know, uh, Tiffany, I believe her name is. But they introduced her as I and um, and she uh, we shook hands and she said she looked at me and just said, you look amazing. Wow. And I said, thank you. Thank you. Because they did an amazing job with the scalping, um, you know, just the way it made the way it look. So they may have seen me in that. They may have seen me in a human centipede three. Oh, everyone <laughs> has, of course. <laughs> uh, well, luckily wasn't in the uh, centipede. I was a prison guard. <laughs> I've got another um, uh, role 
coming out uh, that we filmed in Atlanta after I moved back here. Uh, but that hasn't been released yet. Soon, though. Soon, I'm sure it will be. So, uh, yep. It's a, it's a fun job when you get work. But speaking of, uh, of promotion or letting people know what's coming out, you told me that your mom also recently wrote or published a book, right? Tell us about that. Yeah. She wrote a uh, autobiography um, over the last five to six years. Um, it's called So Much for the White Picket Fence. <laughs> uh, it's about her, you know, her life. And she kind of wrote it just so that, you know, her, her grandkids, her great grandkids and uh, friends that she hasn't seen for a long time can know and remember what, you know, her life was about. And so, and so, and, and she has her master's in English and, you know, wanted to use that. She's a retired teacher. So she decided to write this book and, uh, you know, she did a great job. She did it, uh, So it's available on Amazon. Great. <laughs> yeah. Well, I always respect it because I'm a, t- I'm an English teacher too. Okay. Um, I don't know if I have a book in me. I don't, this podcast may be my autobiography, but this is a, <laughs> I always find it very admirable when someone wa- is inspired and not only inspired, but follows through to do something like that. So give her my kudos, please. When you speak with her. I will. Attendance bias lightning round. All right, Luke. So let's get to know you as a fan for the attendance bias lightning round. We're going to hit you with a couple rapid fire questions and we just want to hear your honest answers. So first, when was your first fish show? November 6th, 1996. And where was uh, that? Knoxville Civic Coliseum in Knoxville, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was a freshman. What do you remember uh, from it? Oh man. Uh, I remember running into the girl who uh, took my virginity like two months before. (laughs) Uh, I was not, you know, sober. So it was weird seeing her. And then uh, I also remember the David Bowie that ended the first set. And that was the song that really just blew my mind that night. Even though the mics jam, it's it's actually that show has the longest mic song ever. Hmm. Um, check that out. Yeah. The uh, and then they encored Rocky Top, which I thought was hilarious. But I didn't even know at the time that they had ever played it. I thought they learned it for that show. And I just, I thought that was just so funny. And when was your last fish show? The last night in uh, Charleston in uh, December, 2000, 2019. Oh, I was there too. That's with the, uh, the chalk dust reprise, right? At the end. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 So your first show was November 6th, 96th, 96. Most recent was December 8th, 2019. Pound for pound. What's your favorite song? Punch you in the eye. And your favorite venue? Oh, I know. I thought about this. The Gorge, probably. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a good answer. <laughs> it's hard to beat. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, I also, since you're in Tennessee, I know Knoxville and Nashville are not super duper close, but I saw them in 2015 at the Ascend Amphitheater. And that was like the first or second show that they had. That venue had just opened at the time. And wow, you talk about a great venue to see fish. Can't right. get much better Isn't than Ascend. I saw t- I saw the their two shows in 2018 fall there. Yeah, uh, the fall shows there in 2018, and I, so I have been to that venue. And that one, I thought about it too as being one of the my favorite. And it, it, it's amazing there. Yeah, nice and cozy and right downtown. Pound for pound again, indoor or outdoor fish? 
outdoor. Any songs uh, that you're chasing? <laughs> I wrote Anarchy, and I brought <laughs> I brought an Anarchy sign to uh, the one the show I was closest at during the Baker's Dozen because once we realized they're gonna not repeat anything, I was hoping they'd pull out an anarchy. It only, you know, it's only 20 seconds long. Come on guys. Yeah, they could do it. Um, anyone yeah. listening, if you're ever on the floor and you see Luke, it'll be probably the only guy with an anarchy sign part ways. <laughs> let him get up front. Thank you. We all want it. Uh, are there any songs that are chasing you that you can't seem to get away from? I hate to say it, but Harry hood. I yeah, I've heard it a bunch and, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's great. I hear it a bunch. Yep. Uh, overall, your favorite fish year? 94. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I always go back between 95 and 94. Can't quite nail it it's down. It's just so hard to answer that. Yeah, it is. It's impossible, but that's why I ask it. Hard-hitting <laughs> questions here on attendance. Do bias. it, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, your favorite post-show snack? Oh, um, uh, what are they? Uh, uh, Gosh, the I wrote it down. What did it say? Um, because uh, oh, it's late night. You're starving. You're probably coming down. You're probably it's, a little thirsty. It's uh, what do you go for? Those um, uh, gosh, I cannot think of the word, what they're called. <laughs> we'll come. We'll come back to it. Even if it's in the middle of talking about lizards, okay. If it just pops in your head. Just shout it. We'll know what okay. you mean. Yeah. Right. <laughs> And final question. What is the weirdest thing you've ever seen at a fish show? What happened today? What, I mean, what happened to why I'm on this podcast? All right. So we'll, was, we'll get to it. was the then. weirdest thing. You know what All I mean? Right. So we'll get to it because that's going to be in the next segment. When was this show played? So this show was the second night of a two-night run at the BGCA in the summer of 2018. It was toward the beginning of the summer tour, which started with a West Coast run. This was after a three-night run at the Gorge and before a two-night stand at the Forum in Los Angeles. But after the Forum, they would go a little bit farther east for a show in Texas. Then they went all the way east for Alpharetta. They swung up the East Coast um, among the usual stops along the East Coast, and then they did their traditional Labor Day blowout at Dick's. I only saw a few shows in the summer of 2018. You, on the other hand, told me you did the whole tour except Raleigh. That Yes, correct. It was the first time. It was my 40th birthday present to myself was to just go on tour with them. It was great. You know, I, 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 you know, I wanted to catch a certain song, and I did finally so um it was worth it <laughs> yeah i'm sure among, among a lot of other things yeah but, well, uh, yeah i wanted to ask you because since i didn't see a lot of shows in 2018 here's my impression of it almost from the outside looking in because i did see a couple but not many 2018 didn't have a lot of debuts new fish debuts at least but it seems like every show had a lot of teases like they mm. were teasing something every show i looked at fish.net for some reason the cbs crime show swat <laughs> seemed to litter the set list i uh. have never seen that show never heard of it before fish.net told me the birds oh uh, you know a lot of they attack teases were uh -huh. all over the place la woman was in a number of shows under pressure back on the train and my notes say dozens of others was that something <laughs> that you were aware of when you went to all these shows or did it just kind of slip by because i could see shows and have no idea that they're teasing anything Right. 
Teases uh, for me, I don't always catch. I, I, I should say, no, I, I rarely do. But when I saw him at the Santa Barbara um, call, was at, at the venue in Santa Barbara, and they, you know, they played a theme from the bottom, and then they went into this long uh, echoes tease. It wasn't even a wow. tease. They pretty, pretty much played it, the Pink Floyd song, and uh, but it has to be something along those lines sometimes for me to really catch it or care or unless it's like something funny that trey throws in i love that yeah me too you know you mean you're not up watching cbs primetime <laughs> dramas like we all, all fish heads are <laughs> all right <laughs> did you have any um overall impressions of the summer of 2018 musically speaking anything that you know came on as a trend or something extremely memorable other than the lizards from today's show there was one new debut. Actually, there was a debut that the on the 25th too. Keeping it real, the Mike song. Oh, I don't know that song. Uh, that was debuted on the 25th, and also at the uh, second night at the Gorge, they debuted uh, that song Infinite, which they oh, only I like that played one. twice. I did like it too, and that was my first time at the Gorge, and was just like, wow, cool. You know, this is uh, this perfect song for. Because the view is just infinite, you know, I, yeah. it, it just feels that way. Since today's show takes place in the Bill Graham, you've been there before, right? What are your overall impressions of that venue? Oh, it's, uh, I mean, anywhere you are, is great. It's it's just because it's small, you know, you're going to get, you're going to hear it. You're going to hear, you're going to hear everything fantastically. Also, if you're, if you're too cold, you can go up on the, top and you can go to the bottom you know it's just sit anywhere you want you know it's just you get there early you get a good spot um anywhere i mean uh and then it's just uh the location right downtown san francisco i mean i, I loved I, I loved the grateful dead and just the whole ass you know the thinking about what went on in the city and then you know seeing fish there uh and bill graham's you know you know what he did for the dead and it's just uh so it, it just had all that, you know, it just has all that going for it. I, lo- I saw that show there and then I've seen them at uh, Shoreline. And those are the two, you know, venues in that area. And um, of course, Shoreline's great as well. But I think I'd rather see Bill Graham, a show at Bill Graham. A sort of venue that it's so small, you could see everyone smiling. Like no matter <laughs> where you're sitting, you could see the face of someone anywhere else in the venue. The only other time I yeah. felt that way seeing fish was at also in the Bay Area at the Greek Theater in Berkeley, which capacity wise is much bigger. It's like 10,000, but it's small enough and compact enough that if I'm on one end and you're all the way on the other end, I could still make eye contact with you, <laughs> sort of. Uh-huh, you know, we right. can wave to each other. And I got that same vibe at Bill Graham. I love it. I can't wait to go back. You're here to talk about Lizards, which is July 25th, 2018. You have a very strong emotional attachment to this performance. Uh, why did you pick this song? Why do you have attendance bias toward it? Well, because of a friend of mine. He, uh, his name is Cadillac Ron. Uh, he, I met him in L.A. when I was living there. And uh, his real name is Robert Paulson. But um, he uh, he's a, uh, it was a battle rapper and a uh, he a rapper as well and he uh you know he had trey's guitar tattoos next to you know mexican you know drug lords <laughs> just <laughs> i mean he, he comes from la born and raised and it's just a different 
totally different culture environment than Chattanooga, Tennessee. He just didn't seem like your typical fish fan. And he's, he, he's not, he wasn't. Um, so him and I went and saw the three shows of Bill Graham in 2013, I believe it was, or 14, 13, I think. Yeah. They played three nights. Him and I went to those. And then the next night they played in LA. It was the end of the tour. They played at the Hollywood Bowl. And then Cadillac uh, overdosed and died in January of 2016. And so the last show that him and I, last fish show that him and I went to was at Bill Graham in 2013 or 14. So that's why I chose it. Well, and then I, so what happened and today is his birthday. So happy birthday, Cadillac, uh, which is so amazing. I didn't know that until, until just an hour or two ago, he was my best friend out there and we went and saw, you know, more fish shows together than I've seen with any other person on this planet. So he passed and then, you know, it was just different. And uh, a couple years later, you know, I went and saw all the shows the year before, except for um, the show they played the lizards at during the Baker's Dozen. Mm-hmm. That was the only night I missed of that summer. And I told my friend, another Luke, Luke Aleska, who went on tour with me, like, all I want to see is the lizards this, this summer. That's the only song I care about seeing. And I saw, you know, we heard every other song, you know, in the book besides Anarchy. And <laughs> and then the night I missed, I, you know, they played the Lizards. So I was kind of, I was pissed at the band. <laughs> you, know? you can say it, it's okay. <laughs> so the next year comes around and I'm, I'm like, I'm going to go on tour and, and I'm going to try again to catch the Lizards. Because you got to go to every show, obviously, or you're going to yeah. miss it. So the show happens. I've, I've met a friend of my, a friend, I met him at the gorge and we hung out during the show at, at uh, Bill Graham. And um, so right before the encore, I handed him my cell phone and told him to record me no matter what's, you know, just record me once this, the encore starts because Cadillac used to do this goofy dance during a show just for laughs. And I was going to do that as sort of like a, cause it was, you know, cause this was at the, venue where we last saw a show together just as a, you know, tribute to them. And then um, they start playing the lizards, you know, <laughs> and it just blew me away. I, I just couldn't fathom that that's the song that they were going to play. I don't know why they, at that moment I couldn't think, you know, and I couldn't dance <laughs> and I tried I can't dance well anyways, but man, I, I couldn't do anything. And I just, it was just um, very emotionally overwhelming. And then I started singing and then they start singing and the, and the lizards, they have died. And then it was just, people say the lit fish lyrics don't matter, but sometimes they do. Sure. Sure. They you know? Do. Yeah. yeah, they do. I love Tom Marshall. Yeah, see, I say, I say TM five, but no yeah. offense, Chris Carota. Yeah, they'll have I'm to just, be each, you know, CK 2.5 and TM 2.5 <laughs> all together to add up to the fifth fifth member of the band. Yeah, man. Right. Uh, so that's that's why I chose the song because, yeah, I got it. And um, I think Cadillac had something to do with it from above. I thought that the size and acoustics of the BGCA made this for a perfect sing-along. 
especially in the beginning of the song. And Lizards is a wonderful sing along. You know, the part where where they said he was on his way to see the king and everyone's Wilson. <laughs> I yeah, thought just on the recording, it's so pristine. Even though it's an audience recording, it just speaks to the intimacy of the venue. audience yeah it sounds you can hear everybody uh, you know singing that part uh, among others yeah, yeah among other parts of the you go on yeah go on yeah and i thought about a little over a minute in lizards is such a good place for at least toward, toward the beginning and middle for page to shine you know he has those piano breaks mm-hmm. and, then, and i thought it was a beautifully melodic even though it was a short piano solo from page toward was just the yeah, twinkling and perfectly he perfectly twinkled you know as well as i don't know i'm not a musician neither so. am i <laughs> <laughs> it's just the way it sounds you know that part of that piano part during lizards yeah and there was you know no flubs at all no flubs and the audience is so pumped i mean lizards is a treat mm-hmm. I don't think there's any other way to say it. I think you're lucky if you're there when they play it. Um, I don't know if it's on the level of anarchy as far as rarities go, but nope. but nope. it is. There's something lilting about it. There's something that does make your heart leap a little bit when you hear that that first part of the song, and then the usual, uh, you know, secrets of eternal joy and never-ending splendor, surrender to the flow. You talk about fish oh. lyrics. It's all here, right? Right, exactly. When Trey Sings said surrender to the flow, everybody just was just like clapping and yelling and like, you know, we all, you know, have surrendered to the flow. Yes, you know, but if you go back uh, years, the crowd wasn't, they hadn't surrendered to the flow yet, or at least they didn't, uh, you know what I mean? 
uh, make that noise then. Right. That right. part it's of the song. Part of the song, yeah. Now it's become, yeah, you know, it's almost become a, a, a woo. Yeah, yeah, better than a woo in well, my a lot opinion. Better, it's just a me. lot better than a woo. And normally I think that this is Paige's song that Trey might step forward and join Paige with some guitar licks, especially toward the end before that little uh-huh. outro part that Trey plays. But yeah. I thought that toward the very end of the song that Paige was really in the spotlight. He really shone here. I think so. Paige, yeah, it, it was it was his to do, and and and, and I mean, Trey, you know, as 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 I was saying, like I get rec- I get thought of or looked. People think I look like Trey, so it's, I'm always thinking and like Trey's my favorite of the four. He seemed to just absolutely nail anything about this version and, and with with passion more so than any other version than I. Uh, and uh, maybe not in all of 3.0 you know i didn't listen to all of the versions mm-hmm. but he just seemed to uh know it was an encore and know it was san francisco and and and, and know that i had never heard it before <laughs> how did you feel walking out of here <laughs> i felt amazing i just felt amazing uh lucky but those aren't the right words really you know they, I, I need more five six seven syllable words for yeah. the, for this <laughs> it, it, you know it, it's just like they read my mind and um, I just walked out, stood there at the opening, you know, it was, it's so cool. Was, the air is so nice and crisp yeah. after San Francisco shows a lot of times in the summer. And it just felt amazing. I don't, I don't know if I'd ever felt better walking out of there during that song. And in my life, it's just hard to, it's hard to feel better than that. Yeah, that's what's that's so great about this band. Yeah, it's why we go only in fish, right? It's it's the closest I I can come to recognizing a, or or like saying it's a miracle. I couldn't have felt any better, even though you know it was it reminded me of my friend. But we had such a good time together. All right. Well, Luke Legraff, thank you so much for coming on, for telling your story, for breaking down lizards, for telling us about the 2018 summer tour and telling us about your friend Cadillac Ron and how it merged with your desire to see lizards. This is an incredible convergence of life, of music, of art and spirituality really coming together at the same place. And I just want to say thank you for sharing it. Brian, thank you for asking me. Or I think I asked if I could be on it, but uh, 
Yeah, I wanted to tell the story. I'm glad you got to. Thank um, you. It's an honor to to be the host to have you uh, tell it. No oh, dumplings. Dumplings. Oh, yes. Yeah, pork dumplings. <laughs> yeah, best pork dumplings. Show, best post show snacker dumplings. Went right before <laughs> we were going to wrap it up. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. On that note, I will say thanks again, Luke. You're welcome. Thank you, Brian. And that's it for today's episode of Attendance Bias. I would really like to extend my thanks to Luke for coming on the show and sharing such an intimate, personal, and emotional story. It really meant the world to me to hear it, and I hope that you enjoyed it as well. I'd also like to thank Fish.net for providing all the information we need about every Fish show ever. I'd like to thank Fish.in, Fishin, for a great audience recording. And if you enjoy Attendance Bias, please support the show by leaving a rating and a review on your favorite podcast app. Or do me a favor, just tell one person about the podcast today. Call them, text them, however you'd like to spread the word. Most of all, I'd like to thank you for listening, and I'll see you next week on Attendance Bias. Attendance Bias.